The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. show. It's the after show, everybody. The show immediately following... The regular show, no yeah. live studio audience here so today. This is Wednesday, and I'm still smoking the Byron 18. <laughs> yes, the longest smoke ever. So, so it's worth every penny of it because, <laughs> yes, so am I. Huh? I'm going back to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I think you took too much. Oh, oh, I saw little puffs. Yeah, I got to relight. So we took that little break because Ed had to go to the bathroom. We took a little break. Uh, I was checking my notes and stuff. He was and, uh, uh, smoking in the boys' room, I heard. I what? was. Yes, indeed. Who, what, who was the original on that? Brownsville Station. Yeah, yeah. Um, I looked into them years ago because uh, I Oh, want, you thought you'd have them play? Uh, yeah, but yeah. they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that they were expensive. They were just dead. They were dead. <clears throat> Too much of uh, smoking in the boys' room, I guess. Because that would have been a good... Being to have at a cigar dinner, right? Yeah, it seems they seemed lively. Not that I knew any other song that they ever did. Well, if they're dead, they must be inexpensive. No, they're very expensive. <laughs> Can't afford them. They're free. I'll just play the song. Ooh-wee. All uh, right, so we're gonna we're gonna clean up some of these ask the dons. These are burning questions from people that I may or may not have responded to already. Okay. Huh. Um, so, all these messages have been submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. We're going to kick things off with Noah. I was wondering what it is about luxury cigars, $15 and over, that makes them perform so well. What is it about them that makes them self-correct from an uneven burn line or require no touch-ups, the way lesser-priced cigars do at times? It is, is it just more aged tobacco, better choice leaves, or is there another element Thanks for your feedback. Yes. All of the above and probably a little better quality control for some manufacturers. Everything costs money, especially time. So you make the cigar and you you age it after it's done too and all the different things that end up happening. And yeah, when when you see a cigar that's three, four, five dollars, you're going to get what you pay for. There's no doubt about it. You know, you may you, still like the taste. Listen, there's it, outliers that all of a sudden we end up saying, "Oh my God!" When you hear us say it, this cigar is only is under ten dollars. It's an amazing cigar. It's performing like a cigar in the teens, right? Um, and I'd say even the low teens now, you can get. Eh, yeah, it's not. But just like the, he says, over fifteen, you're pretty much guaranteed. Now. Yeah, I don't know if that's luxury anymore, though. I think that price is even higher. You're twenty bucks now. Yeah. You, you, 
you should be guaranteed, but I get so pissed off at a twenty dollars cigar when it oh, underperforms. It's crazy. It, it's just you know, it's not fair. It's you, you know, no. you're, you're duping the consumer. I think that's why these manufacturers have to make it take more time to make sure they're right if they're getting yeah. that kind of price. There's, there's there's other things as far as what are they doing when they're after the cigar is rolled, how much time ha- mm-hmm. do they allow for it to be laid down? And typically with more expensive cigars, you have a longer post-roll aging time uh, that will certainly affect the burn in a positive way. Y- your brick-and-mortar store should be doing the homework for you to a, to a certain degree. And honestly, if you're a brick-and-mortar store and you're not doing this, uh, you're doing a disservice because customer service is first and foremost. And one of the customer services should be you don't bring cigars in because it's just going to sell. Right. You know it's going to end up and, selling, but it's overpriced, and uh, it, it shows on uh, you. I know for a fact over the years you've, you've dumped <laughs> a bunch that underperformed for the price point they were Correct. at. It wasn't about sound. You wanted to be sure the customer is yeah. happy with. So sometimes it looks like I don't carry some big-selling cigars. Right. It's true. <laughs> They're just not worth it. And I want you to look at, at two guys and say, you know, really good deal. Uh, I'm, I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I, that I actually did the homework for him. And how do we get out of it is the first Friday in March, we run a March Madness sale. And we blow out those cigars. Mm-hmm. And I feel good about it that, yes, I'm offering it for a very, very low price. A lot of times less than I've even paid for it yeah. and lose money on it. But it's gone. And the person that got it said, well, I only paid $6 for this cigar. So uh, it, it you performs know, even, like a $6 cigar. Correct. It's performing like because I'm getting rid of it and mm-hmm. where it should where it belongs uh, to be to be gotten rid of, and then it doesn't show up on time. What drives me crazy is when the guy comes on March Madness, buys a cigar, say, that is a great cigar for $6. It's yeah. unbelievable. You should bring that cigar back. I said, it was $12. <laughs> yeah, no one bought it at $12. Yeah. And even if they did buy it, it wasn't a good cigar for $12, right? It's a good cigar for $6, and I can't convince the manufacturer to cut the price in half. So they're not willing to do it, so it's gone from us. And then um, what do they do? So the fear was at the beginning of this that I would do that, and all of a sudden I'm promoting a cigar I'm not going to carry anymore. Mm-hmm. And that now the consumer would say, my God, that cigar is really good. I'm going to go to your competitor and buy that cigar. But it never really happened because they go there and go, you know what? It's not a $12 cigar. It is a $6 cigar. You know what? It's a good $8 cigar yeah. that he sold me for Listen. 6 Often, over time, the market takes care of it. People yes. stop buying them, it and these cigars itself. disappear. Yeah, eventually. And the thing is, I'm about a year ahead of the market. Right. I realize it, even to the manufacturer, that I discontinue it, and a year later, the manufacturer discontinues it. <laughs> all right. Zach writes, with the FDA news that we've all heard by now, I have a question about oversight in the premium cigar industry. I think some level of third-party oversight in any industry is good for the consumer. Obviously, I don't want premium cigars to be regulated exactly like cigarettes because they are not the same thing. However, I also don't think any industry should completely regulate itself without any third-party oversight either. So my question is this. Is there zero regulation by the FDA or anybody else for that matter on premium cigars then how do I as a consumer know that a new cigar coming into the premium cigar market actually meets the definition of a premium cigar? What is stopping a dishonest manufacturer from making a Robusto-sized 
black and mild or wrapping one tobacco leaf around a bunch of cigarette tobacco and calling it a premium cigar. Who's looking out for the consumer? Who is keeping the manufacturers honest and making sure that new products in the premium cigar world are actually premium? It's Dave. <laughs> I like to say it was me. Well, you take two. You smoke one and you take one apart and make sure that they're not putting some bullshit inside the cigar. Yeah. I've watched you do it a million times. The, the retailer should be doing it. When we go and test the cigar at a trade show, what's the idea of a trade show? Let me see your new products that you have there. Let me try them. Let me examine them. And then let me test it with the consumer after I've agreed to actually even bring it in. And um, we make the joke that we smoke a lot of shit so that the consumer doesn't have to, but it's a lot of shit. Yeah, a lot We're, of truth to that. You end, up, you end up knowing that a cigar, you can tell a cigar typically is short-filled when the ash falls off after a quarter of an inch. Okay, the guy's saying it's long-filled premium and the ash has fallen off. Okay, let's take this apart. I'm You've not, done that on lit cigars. Yeah, b- besides maybe a, a limited edition cigar that comes out from some companies, um, that you trust the company to to take that limited edition cigar. What am I hearing? That's someone down there oh. with the door open. Um, besides that, uh, I test every single cigar I bring into the store. Yep. That I want to make sure it's okay, as opposed to unload it on my paying customer hmm. that I care about them uh, buying the wrong cigar. So I don't want to do that. And uh, it's really important for the menu, to the retailer to do it. Our job is to make money, of course. We're in business to make money, but not at the sake of hurting the consumer at the same right. time. You say all the time that it's got to be win, win, yes. win. It's got to be a win for us. It's got to be a win for the manufacturer, and it's got to be a win for the consumer. Otherwise, if one of those relationships breaks down- The whole thing falls apart. The whole thing falls apart. Yeah. It becomes a loss. Yeah. So that's the magic of what ends up having to happen. And I know some people, I only take what another store ends up taking on. I only do it if people are asking for it. I only do it if the magazine gives it a big rating. I only take it if the thing. The best retailer out there is the one that really smokes the product too. If you got a retailer out there that's really smoking the product and paying attention to it, you got a better shot of, of buying there. Fancy packaging and stuff. Listen, I see beautiful fancy packaging of trade show. I know between my three stores and online, I could buy 10 boxes of anything. I don't care what it is. And put it in the store because it's new. And just keep doing that. Every week, 10 boxes of something would be gone because everybody's going to try it and then actually turn on me later on down the road and say, wow. Uh, the stuff I've been buying from you lately is shit that you're showing me. Mm-hmm. So you see a new product that's in here. It's gone through some sort of vetting process before we ended up taking it on here. Am I bad in a thousand? Sometimes I look at a product and I say, no way. Every once in a while, I got to bring something in late. Sometimes the cigar comes in and it's not the same cigar Correct. that we smoked. Yeah. The sample is, was better than the yeah. real product. And so you, you really have to look at the different manufacturers because some kind of have a reputation for pulling that yeah. shit, and some don't. You know so, what I, you know, I like about some of the um, bloggers or cigar media out there that rate and review cigars is they tend not to rate and review samples, which is very, very smart of them not to mm-hmm. do because it is not accurate. It is unfortunately not accurate. Mm-hmm. They want to put their best 
cigar forward to make you end up buying it. So, some of these manufacturers don't even make, they make samples, and then they don't make the production until after, and some, it's a different product. Yeah, some of the reviewers will only review cigars they got from a retailer. Yes. Right? Not something that got sent by the manufacturer. Yeah. Listen, I, I heard that about Cigar Aficionado for years. It says, don't mm-hmm. send the samples in. Yeah. We buy them at a store. And you better be Which in those is, stores that they buy it at. That's the right way to do it. Of course. Of course. All right. Mike writes, greetings, Don Jonathoni. Huh. I was enjoying a United Habano the other day and gave another listen to the Boom Goes the Firecracker episode Boom. from June 2022 with Nelson Alfonso. Mm. At one point, he spoke of why he leaves an open end on the cellophane on all of his cigars in order to properly eliminate ammonia and take up the cedar. My question is, would it be worth doing this with all of my cigars in my humidor? A cello circumcision, as it were. Mm -hmm. Thanks and hi to everyone. Yes, it would. That would be actually a good idea. I was a guy early on that used to be that guy that removed the cellophane, putting cigars in my uh, yeah, yeah. desktop humidor, but the damage was so bad. Yeah. And how could I do it without damaging the cigar? And Nelson Alfonso figured out the way. And the second cigar that we may or may not have got to on the regular <laughs> show. Some did, some didn't. Um, hot cake, the new, just the new one, right? Yeah. Just, just the the half Corona, mm-hmm. the cellophane is open. I've never seen it by anybody else other than Nelson Alfonso. So he saw this, I'm sure, while he was here. For sure. And said, wow, I wonder if this is going, what this is going to do to the cigar. Uh, it certainly didn't make it milder. but um, or, or he listened to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever ended up happening, he did it. And uh, this is how something happens. One person did it. And then another one. Many many years later, somebody else tries it, and then ba 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 boom! It's gonna it's gonna catch on, and maybe it catches on to the consumer too. We don't need it sealed at the foot end of the cigar. We don't need the cigar sealed, but the damage is too much. Mm-hmm. So Nelson, who you know, he tried the little hole at the end. If you yeah, if you go but, back far enough, but that had its own issues. Pulling the cigar out of cellophane, the yeah. open hole scraped against the side of the cigar and ended up hurting it. At the beginning, all the cigars were uncellophaned. The damage was very, and those were in the jaws at the time. And then he got into this, uh, circumcised the cellophane <laughs> down at the end, like like he says. And uh, uh, I think he's got something here. And uh, I may try that at my home humidor. Hmm. All right. Um, Manuel writes. Me and the missus are separated, and I've been living in my little RV, the hmm. same one I drove to New Hampshire for the Cigar Authority 12th anniversary. Wow. So I'm forced to keep my cigars in a cheap wooden humidor <coughs> that has been reliable since the 90s in my RV fridge with 62% packs inside. What's his name? Manuel. Manuel. Manny, I believe we called him. Okay. Uh, the outside temperature is 100 or above with a humidity level in the teens, in the morning, I take out what I want to smoke and let them increase in temperature as I slow, as slowly as possible, but I've noticed a huge increase in mouse holes. I may have had two a year oh. in the past, and I smoke a lot, but do you think it's due to what I'm doing, or is this becoming more common? The heat inside the, inside the vehicle, right? If it's my situation, can you give me a recommendation? It's not happening with my McAuliffe Blacks at all. Love how you have stepped up on the show. All, all I can think is variation in filler. Was Manny the musician? 
I don't think so. I think no, that was that um, was Joe. Joe. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking variation in filler, right? You're taking it from humid to a very dry. So the different types of filler are going to dry out at different rates. So 60, it may not burn consistently. 62% is really good. Yeah. Um, and I have noticed an increase in mouse holes huh. in cigars from certain manufacturers. And what I'm going to say is... Certain manufacturers that have always had a good reputation. So a mouse hole, by the way, is a is a bug, right? It's Not necessarily. No. It can be a, a misplaced, um, low priming piece of tobacco okay. that just burns that spot and then pops up on the wrapper, right? As well, you know, a, a part lower down on the wrapper, yeah, where it starts to burn. Okay, and you see, you know, a little burn hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm, I've noticed that some manufacturers that always had a good reputation, all of a sudden their cigars are not performing as well. And when you dig into it and you have conversations, it turns out all their rollers are new. You're right. So because of the borders being open these last three years, a roller makes decent money in these third world countries. They could stockpile money and just come over the border and try a new life in the United States. Yeah. So that's a- Nicaragua's s- been losing people every day. So good factories losing their best people. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've you were we're coming out of a cigar boom where they they were trying to make as many cigars as they possibly could, and at the same time also losing rollers. So they had to open schools. So you may have to uh, adjust the brands you're yeah. smoking for a little. I bit. hope his trip here to uh, Cigar Authority anniversary had nothing to do with the separation well he was already in the rv so i think Mm. he probably was separated prior to that oh if that was if if it was any part of that that ended up you know the wife gets mad i I hope we didn't but uh let's get to it let's get make some beautiful music with avo cigars from moments worth remembering to stories worth telling and notes worth savoring avo cigars Lyrics of top charted songs. Can you guess the name of the song and the artist from the wrong lyrics or even the right ones? Avo Cigars. All right, everybody's ready for Avo Cigars. You're going to hear a misheard lyric, and uh, I don't have a lot of misheard lyrics left. I have just the real lyrics. Maybe I'll make a misheard lyric up on some other (laughs) ones, or I got to get to work. Uh, for next year to get get some of these uh, misheard lyrics, but there's a bathroom on the right. Oh, that was quick. Fucker. There's a bathroom Cre- on the Creedence right. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Bad correct. Moon on the Rise. Bad Moon on the Rise. There's a bathroom on the right. Technically, he's incorrect on the name of the song. It's Bad Moon Rising, but he sang the song though. There's a bad moon right, on the right. right. Bad Moon Rising. Give, him, said, give it to him if you want. I said Bad Moon Rising. Why Why are you saying that's wrong? No, no. You didn't say Bad Moon Rising. I did. I think you said there's a bad move on the rise. You did. Bad Moon on so. the rise. Only way is to go back. Yeah, I can't right now because we're in the middle of recording. Can we get the play-by-play that they do on the football game? And then they say, okay, let me show you now. Hang on. I got this, Ed. The answer is yes. And... How much money would you like to throw at that? How bad do you want that? I'd spend $100 on it. Nah, it's going to be a few more zeros than that. Buddy. Yeah. 
No. It's going to start somewhere around the 10,000. Really? Range. Mm. You got to have a couple of hard drives running to be able to get to the tape All that's right. being duplicated and recorded. Yeah, I really don't care. Okay. <laughs> I didn't so, think you did. Yeah, I cared just to, to have fun with it. Mm. Um, okay, so more questions on uh, people writing to us. We can squeeze some more in. Let's, let's do it. All right. Lauren writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Greetings, all. I have a question. Why are some cigar bands so stinking difficult Ugh. to remove? Some you can get your finger under the edge and peel right apart. Then you can save them. Others are super glued on, and they rip and tear and can damage the wrapper. Inquiring minds want to know. I don't want, I want, I don't want to beat up our sponsor of this show too much, but I think the world's leader of this is Romacraft. Um, I got West a, Tampa's doing a pretty good job of it. I got too. a solution on all Roma Craft cigars. You smoke it down a little further than where you're you're smoking it. You grab hold of the band, you give it a little wiggle, and you slide it right off over hey, over the ash. Over the ash, not you, backwards. Correct. But don't and burn it, your fingers. Yeah, you go quick, and I do the same thing with the Corojo Reserve. That one's friggin' Corojo. It, it's the paper wrappers that absorb the glue. And the they become one, so you've got to you've got to get the slide going. Ah, it is the material of the paper, correct? Mm. As opposed to the gloss that ends up uh, holding it back and makes it. I think you're and and the same is West Tampa right. because that's a paper. Yeah. The back of its paper, the it's not glossier sealed. ones, yeah, not a problem. Ah. So if you feel the back of West Tampa, it's so paper. I don't believe they're doing anything different than anybody else's. No nope, material, just the of the paper. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, I just learned something. Exactly that. Well, so that makes you the cigar authority. It does. It does. Um, all right. You want to squeeze another one yeah. or two in and, and we call it a day. Damn it. Lewis writes. That's his name. That's his name. All right. I think his name's Kyle, but he, <laughs> every email that he sends, he puts <laughs> damn, damn it, it Lewis. Lewis. All right. Why do you think his name is Kyle? Uh, in parentheses, it says Kyle. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's a clue. Hello from South Kakalaki. I'm going to try this again. A friend of mine, also named Jonathan, who could be Mr. J's micro doppelganger. I think that mm. might make him a midget. <laughs> Sometimes smokes the LFD NAS, which stands for nasty ass shit. It's a triple Lajero. <laughs> yeah. I've heard y'all say that Lajero by itself has really bad combustion and won't burn. So how does this nasty ass shit burn properly? Does it? Uh, I believe it does. Um, when they talk about the amount of Lajero, it's with respect to other LFD cigars. So when they do triple, it's triple the amount, but they, the, you typically will see the ring gauge get a little bit bigger. So double Lajero cigars are 54 ring gauge, up, upwards of 60 and bigger. And so they have triple the amount of Lajero in them, but they also have more. They have a double Lajero Chisolito. They have a double Lajero Chisolito. Which would have double the amount of Lajero as their Lajero. Oh, Chisolito. Correct. Okay. Mm. So yeah. if it's if the recipe calls for an eighth of a leaf, now they put two eighths or a quarter of a leaf. And now you have double the Lajero, but you still can put enough combustible mm. material. And games can be played with, you've got so much higher priming, so maybe you don't put as much middle priming and you go down to lower priming so that you get the combustion you're looking for. Yeah. Oh my God, that is that is a nasty cigar, man. That is so strong. Holy God, that's lives that's, up to its name. That's in my list of don't ever smoke that again. 
Okay, one more. All right. La- last one. Mark writes through the contact. You got us a lot page. of. You got a lot of. Them. I got a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll do another show. My on question that. is for Mr. Jonathan and Ed. Dave, you're not allowed to weigh in on All this. All right. I like full-bodied cigars, my weight but looking it. for something lighter to go with my morning coffee. Not a big fan of most Connecticut's, but looking for some that have interesting flavors. Asking the two of you, since I know your preferences are more full-bodied, love the show and the new Aladino commercial, would love an episode where you interview Ed about his history and cigar-smoking passion. Oh, Cheers, passionado. Mark. I'm a passionado. You are. I said so in Cigar Journal, I think. Oh. Um, for me, if you're going to smoke a Connecticut, I like the Perdomo Champagne. And also, you like the Corona size in that one. Yeah, and also I enjoy the HVC Golden Line in the Corona Gorda size. Yeah. Uh, you also have in uh, in Skip's line. He has a reputation for being very full bodied. When you're talking about Neanderthal, this is Romacraft. Romacraft. Mm-hmm. So if you go with the uh, BA side mm-hmm. of his regular stock stuff, medium, but yeah. really good pairing with coffee. Yeah, and especially I really enjoy his his shaped sizes. Mm. I get confused on the names, but the shaped ones. Uh, Double Perfectos, very good, and the Bellicosos are very good. Huh. I have a lot of things to say, but I can't. You're not allowed. No, so so I won't say it. But what I will say is maybe you've been smoking the wrong cigars. That's what we'll talk about next week on the Cigar Authority, which will be our last episode of the year of 2023, December 30th. We will go live, uh, unlike what we're doing now. We're not live. Uh, no. this is well, a, we're this typically is t- not live on the after show. Yeah. No. Uh, and, and we won't be this week either. Did we ever do a live after show? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, I think that was uh, talking about... The Expo. The Expo, yeah. The Expo was a live after show. The after Expo. And we'll tell you about the Expo. Wait till you see what's coming in 2024. If we weren't bad enough, we're going to get worse. Ooh. If we weren't good enough, we're going to get better. However way you look at it. We got some new things coming up. We'll see you Saturday on the Cigar Authority. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.